0: Let me welcome onto the show Ian Cameron, spokesperson uh, at Action Society. You'd also remember him as um, the activist who managed to get under the skin of the police minister, Beki uh, months ago, and that causing an entire furore. Ian, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good
1: morning. Thank you very much. It's good to be with you.
0: I, I wanted to find out from you what has happened since uh, you know that last war of words we saw you have with the uh, police minister Becky Taylor. Have have relations become any better?
1: Uh, not so much with the minister. Um, I, I, in fact, I haven't. I haven't heard from him again. Um, he did mention it once or twice uh, in, in certain public forums and parliamentary discussions. But uh, thus far, nothing, nothing much has changed in terms of the minister's management of the South African Police Service. I must say something that does seem to be on the increase uh, is the amount of complaints that we are getting from police members about the horrific circumstances that many of them work in. You know, it's always easy for us to just criticize police, and it's important that we do hold them accountable, Uh, but it's also important that we acknowledge the the very tough circumstances that ground-level members work in. Mm.
0: Ian, I want to focus then on what was you know, a really big talking point last week. And it was, of course, that tragic killing of a German tourist in the country. And it led to different statements that we saw by the police minister, but also uh, by the tourism minister, Lindy Sisulu, who went on to describe this country as a safe country and, you know, basically said that, Matters of of crime in this country are are not out of control. South Africa is a safe country um, for not just South Africans, but also for tourists. Your take on some of the comments that we have seen.
1: Um, I must be honest. I I was quite... uh, on the one hand, I can't say that I was shocked that it came from the mouths of the ministers that were discussed last week, namely Minister Sisulu as well as Minister Bekekele. Um But, you know, it is very worrying to, to see the very arrogant or ignorant way in which they say these things whilst the country faces about three murders per hour. That's obviously according to the last police statistics that we that we saw. Um, the murder rate in South Africa at the moment is, is certainly on the increase. I believe it will probably be the highest calendar or financial year rates that we've seen for over a decade. So we, we will most likely be uh, seeing statistics of between 24 and 25 thousand murders for the coming year. And, uh, and that is incredibly worrying. I think what, what also makes it worrying to see the statements by specifically Minister Sisulu uh, is that she she almost, she almost speaks about the problem as though South Africans are delusional, as though South Africans are missing what is really going on around them. You know, it's, it's almost like she is removed from the reality that most people in South Africa face. And, you know, I almost want to challenge her to go and say that to a place like, I don't know, Kylicha or Dipslert or Guguletu or Mitchell's Plain. You know, there they, they are lists of hotspots in the country that certainly do not tell the same story that, that she's telling the world.
0: And... That becomes important because ultimately um, these would also be ministers that in many respects are tasked with finding solutions. How can one find, uh, you know, efficient solutions to problems if there does seem to be a level of denialism around the extent of the problem?
1: Absolutely, you know they they spend literally billions per year. I think it's a total of eight billion per year that is spent on on VIP protection for ministers and other senior government officials, and um, and it, it's as though other places of concern uh, just seem to be you know have their have their backs turned on them. Um, the example that I that that I think is so relevant today. This morning I I, I went and checked all the shooting incidents, and these are just the gang-related shooting incidents for Sunday, so yesterday, um, just for the Cape Flats. And I came up with a list of over 14 places in the Cape Flats, and four of the 14 places all had more than one shooting incident. Um, it, it, certainly, it cannot be that Minister Sisulu and Minister Prele don't notice what is happening. And I think, you know, it, it also is a, it's, it's quite a slap in the face to poor communities in South Africa because they usually bear the brunt of the highest frequency of, of extreme violence, uh, you know, in, in South Africa. And it's as though the, the ministers do not acknowledge the, the immense danger that many of those communities face. So yeah, it's 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 concerning, and I'm not quite sure, to be honest, how how do we get them to acknowledge the problem because it's almost like they're oblivious.
0: Mm. Ian, how how would you want to to see them do things differently? So, is it a case of approach? Um, is it a case of yeah, yeah. Let me not let me not give you leading questions, but you you you, you can yeah. just tell us. You know, from from your yeah. view, what you think they they can do differently.
1: Yeah, so I I think firstly is is to it sounds a bit. I'm saying this tongue in cheek, like an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. You know, is to acknowledge that there is a serious problem, and then to 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 tell us and to communicate with communities in South Africa what the short, medium, and long-term strategies are to to take on these problems. But they'll need to acknowledge that the South African Police Service is really not a healthy institution at the moment. I mean, their inter, own internal survey showed that just over 50% of members don't trust their partners or the members that work with it. Um, and there are many other uh, figures that we can look at. The, the point is they need to acknowledge this. It would be fantastic if, if they could have Stations where communities can actually not just raise complaints or, or raise issues, but take part in building the solutions. You know, bring back reservists, for example, to put some kind of statutory power back into communities uh bring back specialized units that target gang kingpins, that target other organized crime bosses to you know literally chop the snake's head off and 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 share these solutions obviously without destroying the sensitivity of certain matters but share these solutions with communities a good example as a very basic example is you know two weeks ago little mia britta was murdered in the western coast close to paul and um, and the police just did not communicate with the community, and it ended up, you know, it got to the point where things, um, it luckily didn't turn violent, but where the community was incredibly frustrated and still are. And my point is just, but why is it a an us and them matter between government and the community? Why don't they pull the community in and let's build these solutions together? I mean, I can go into hour-long discussion about the solutions, but I think the core of it is to to really make communities part of the crime combating solution instead of creating this idea that the state just wants centralized power, Of crime combating efforts.
0: Mm, It's such an important point that that you're raising about the role that communities can play because it's not also just about increasing that greater awareness because we know that a lot of these criminals come from communities so it's not that they're unknown but if there's a better relationship of trust between south africans and police officers then you could well find that it's much easier to investigate cases and bring them to book but as long as people feel that if i go to the police station and tell them what i know i then become a target of you know potential criminality rather than that i will be protected that that of course also has an impact on the ability of people to report.
1: Absolutely and and you know many people don't feel safe to report and and this is where the specialised unit uh, solution comes in. Um, and I can use organized crime and, and gangsterism in parts of South Africa as an example to that. So in 2003, many of the specialized units were disbanded. There are some specialized units in South Africa, but not nearly to the capacity that they're really needed and not always with the, with the skills that are needed in those units. But nevertheless, they were disbanded. And the idea was, uh, well, that was said by the, thing, uh, the late Jackie Selebi, that um, that ground-level police members at, on station level need to address certain issues. Now, if if I live in a certain community that's got a serious, for example, gang violence problem, a, a drug trafficking problem, and the list goes on, um, the chances that I'm going to take that uh, kingpin on in terms of policing with very limited protection is very, very small because they know where my family lives, where my wife works, where my children might go to school, etc. So it makes it incredibly difficult without specialized capacity. And and that's where governments are seen lacking at the moment. You know, people literally refer to SAPs in in some cases just to get reference numbers because police members themselves feel, um, feel exposed to the dangers that um, that uh, are, are part of them trying to combat crime without strong leadership or the relevant resources that they may need.
0: All right, Ian Cameron, we'll leave it there for this morning. And he's with Action Society. Thanks for your time.